Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Thursday, October 6th already, if you can believe it. It is the year 2022. I'm coming to you from the great state of Oregon, the Pacific coast of the great Northwest. So here we are. Uh, We are in year 25 of bringing you the voice of the province. Today, we have a very special guest, which will become evident in a moment. One quick announcement. Each day, we're going to try and um, alert you to American Warriors, the next episode that's coming out. Um, and so this, let me just read this because um, we sent our producer to D.C. So we, he wrote this out two weeks ago. You sent one of our American warrior producers on an honor flight of veterans to Washington, D.C. This week's story is one of them, a Navy Vietnam photographer who found reconnecting with his experiences at the Vietnam Memorial to be a very emotional experience. Here's that preview. So go ahead and run that thought the Navy would be a good place to be to stay away from the war. But as things turned out, eight months later, I was boots on the ground. So didn't work out like I thought. I was in Vietnam to take pictures with the Seabees Construction Battalion, uh, mostly progress reports, machinery, equipment, men, concrete workers, to ditch diggers, to heavy equipment, to road, airport, reenlistment photos, family photos, almost everything, you know. I had my own photo lab, so I got to travel a lot and saw a lot of the country and a lot of bad stuff, too, that still can't forget about. And that just is the beginning, you can see, as he begins to relive some of these moments in his mind. So, I mean, uh, one of the profound things about documentaries like this is that when you see uh, some of these men of God or just men who maybe don't yet know God, uh, they begin to process their pain and... um, Everyone that goes to war pretty much has has pain and trauma to some degree. It didn't happen to them. It happened to one of their buddies. So anyway, well, uh, each episode um, of um, Elijah Streams, we're going to alert you to the next American Warrior uh, episode. And so that was that's premiering now. As soon as this is over, you go you stay on Rumble, which you're on. And you just type in American Warriors and up that will come. And this man's name is Harold Schneider. So his name will probably be in that. Thing. But we encourage you to watch that and enjoy it and learn from it and pray for these people. So, all right. Well, we've told you a special guest is coming. So without further delay, let's bring in Prophets and Patriots. Here we go. And it's Robin D. Bullock. How are you, Robin? Oh, brother. Hello. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do that more naturally. Well, welcome back. It's been too long since you've been on. It's so good to see you, brother, and your whole team. So wonderful to always be with you guys. Yeah, we just learned uh, minutes ago before we came on the air, Emily is one of our producers of Behind the Scenes. Her brother-in-law is now one of your keyboardists. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's he's very, very talented and very anointed, and he plays prophetically, and so that's what I needed. You know, that's... So he's really a yeah, blessing. That's a rare us. gift because a lot of people can play, but they can't necessarily play prophetically. I mean, and you've probably done this. Kim Clement used to just turn 
and say to the drummer, of course, your your daughter Chris is a drummer, but he'd say yeah. prophesy and he'd just oh, he'd yeah. call it out. Now prophesy and the drummers would, would go. Yeah, we, we do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to have you on both today and tomorrow. So that's a rare treat. I don't think we've ever had you two days in a row. So, you know, the Lord just impressed me with that. When, when uh, Julie called and or text Krista, I said, uh, what if we do both days? Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like the Lord, everything's gearing up, Steve. Everything's turned up. It's turned up and we have to turn up to meet it. Yeah. We have to absolutely, you know, people, I was watching the, the roll in of some different things and in wartime, you know, war does things to people. And a lot of people think in, and, and I'm equating this to spiritual warfare. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because my family was military. Robin's family, a lot of them was military. And, but in a lot of people in wartime, you know, they, they run out and they'll say in spiritual war, I'm ready for the war, ready for the war. But I remember my, um, I think it was my grandpa. He was in World War II uh, in the Navy. And so they were talking about a man who, when they hit the beach, this certain beach, and bullets were flying everywhere and people dying everywhere around him, he just turned around and sat down on the beach and started crying, wow. throwing, throwing rocks in the water like that. He just, everything in him snapped. And... um I remember another man uh, that they talked about. He was, we were fighting the Japanese at the time, and um, they were coming at him, storming out of these holes, like, and, and he panicked and he didn't, he, he pulled down on, his, on the trigger. And when he did, it was an automatic weapon and it just kept firing, and he never had a memory of it. And uh, wow. of course, I think it was him or the other one. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember exactly which story, but one of them, when it was over, they found him and still in the same position. And, uh, he had taken out so many in front of him, but his hair had turned white. Really? On the yeah. spot? Yeah. It just turned white. And, and it was, um, so things happen in war that, that people are not ready for. And that's what training is about. And, uh, you know, it's like one, one of my friends said, they train the fear out of you before you, you go to war. And it's um, what all the training is about in spiritual warfare. Imagine the magnitude of spiritual warfare when you, when you enter the arena where demons and angels and, and demonic beings are all, uh, all out there in the spirit. That's what scared Adam so bad was when he fell. See, before Adam sinned, he could look and see you if you'd have been standing there, but he could also see the angel beside you. He could see demonic beings outside the garden. He knew all these creatures were there. Really? Wow. And so when his eyes closed in the spirit, he told the Lord immediately, I hid myself because I was afraid. He knew what all these beings were there, but he couldn't see them anymore. And so imagine the fear that gripped the man. And so in spiritual warfare, people, people say they're ready to fight in a war with no training. And if yeah. they have no training, imagine what happens when suddenly 
you encounter these forces that you never even really knew that were there. And um, so anyway, well, I have I, a dear friend, I have a dear friend. He may, we may even be watching this. I don't know, but he, when he was getting married, that's when we began to get to know him. Uh, mm -hmm. We knew both parties, the bride and the groom and were friends of ours. And he would say, he loved praying and he loved the warfare. And he says, bring right. it on, bring it on. He'd say, bring it on. I don't care what, you know, bring it on. He meant every word of it, but sure. he, has, he has not had a cakewalk in this, in this. He has had the opposite of a cakewalk, you know? And so I think, I don't know. I have to ask him, do, do you ever wish you could take those words back? But he's forced into training, I guess you would say. Well, you know, one time I was standing on a platform and I was praying and, and my zeal sometimes will get, you know, I'm ready to do, I want, I want to see what God's going to do next. And I want yeah. to be involved in it. I want to be right in the middle of it. And I always pray, Lord, don't take me out of it. Don't take me out of this. I said, let me stay in. Let me stay in. Just show me what to do so that I can stay in. And um, so, good. you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Steve. I asked the Lord one time and I, I was, <laughs> I was talking to Dr. Colbert one time. Oh yeah. And I said, I said, you know, <laughs> I said, he was talking about me being in fight mode so much. And I said, well, I said, I really asked the Lord. I said, you know, Lord, when all this war is over and everything's finished, I said, what do I do? I said, what am I going to do? I said, I only know how to do one thing. And that's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, you and I are dear. You and I are both dear friends with Cat, and she talks about while we're in heaven, we're going to do what your gift is. But you're so identified with the gift that's in you of being a prophet mm -hmm. and being a fighting prophet that you'd have to decide: could I be happy doing anything else? Because you like to live on that adrenaline edge, don't well, you? Well, I, I I don't know if I like to live on it. That's just that's what I know how to do, or that's what I'm always pointed toward. But then the Lord showed me in the future what I would do. Oh, really? I saw myself in heaven and what I would do. And so I was very satisfied. So <laughs> now it's, it's that people are going to say, tell us, Robin. <laughs> no, you I can't right you now. Can't? Oh, okay. I All can't right. right now, but maybe okay. soon I can. But it that was very awesome. satisfying to me. You know, that would might be a whole good program to talk about stuff like that. I would love that. They, yeah. The viewers would love that. Yeah. Okay. Let's not forget that. Julie, write that down because we'll forget. <laughs> Especially when you get that revelation on the spur of the moment, you can, you can forget the revelation that yeah. just came suddenly yeah so. because it didn't come out of your your head it came out of yeah. your spirit if it came out yeah. of here you'd remember it you yeah because it would be profound people would say how could you not remember that robin it was so profound you gave all these details but you <laughs> yeah. weren't thinking it wasn't going to your brain first no and i and a while ago when you asked me before the we came on the air you was talking about recent prophecies because it's been so long since we've been together yeah and i meant to i meant to send word to you yesterday to or a day before to tell you, go ahead and just advertise it. Tell the people we're all going to be together. Okay. Because I think now we have to rise up now and meet everything that's coming. And um, but anyway, you asked me about a prophecy, and and I I was trying to remember exactly what it was, and John told me uh, before we came back on the air, and it was a word, and the reason it was so it was so. Uh, Profound, as people would say, 
is because it was a word about Mexico shaking, but then it was a word given to the president of Mexico. Oh, really? And, uh, I don't know if we were able to get that to you. I told you, I said, send that up there anyway. We don't know. We yeah, well, if you, uh, Emily, if anyone has that, let us know you got it. So, Because uh, it, it yeah. fits right now. Yeah. It fits now with uh, international things. Michael is saying we'll have it for tomorrow. Since you're going to be on tomorrow, we'll we'll play that for you tomorrow if that works out okay. Sure, whatever we need to do. Yeah, we so, do. well, we were talking off the air uh, and you you were saying we're entering a time, and I believe the word was chaos. You know, chaotic. Yeah, chaotic. It was chaotic. chaotic. I was I was coming down my hall uh, this morning, and the Lord spoke to me. I've been with Him most of the morning, you know, and and I was coming down the hall, and He said, "You're you're entering now into a chaotic time," and so I know when I hear Him, and so I ha- I, I was supposed to tell that on here. Yeah, that entering into a chaotic time. See where we are, Steve, in time, and we were talking about a war. And I'm just going to lay some heavy out there, if it's all right. Yeah, and uh, because we have to have all spiritual warriors on deck right now. Everybody needs to be in place. Um, you know, I was. Um, we were talking about uh, the person you knew about. Uh, bring it on. He said, bring yeah, it on. Just bring it on. Yeah. Well, I was standing on, on stage one time and I was praying for the people and that's where I started to go. And I, you know, I'm really ready to move. And and I started praying, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for that. All of these are, have been brought to the front lines and the Lord checked me. He said, don't call them to the front lines. Oh, He said, they're not ready for the front line. He said, do not call them up to the front lines. He has to do that. You can't pray that because. Well, that's a word of wisdom, isn't it? Because a lot of us would have said, and early in my thing, I would have said, Lord, use me. Really use me. Put me on the. And then then we start feeling used after a while. But I mean, you know, both by the enemy and by people. But yeah, we thought we were ready. But if you get on the front lines. Um, front lines is different and, and you just don't start out on the front lines Mm -hmm. and, um, see we're in a time that governments know the time we're in Steve. And, and I, I say this and you know, you hear me say this over and over, but, but governments know, and what, what has taken the church by such surprise is they don't believe as a whole. Now, some do, but I mean, as a whole, the church as a whole, do not believe that governments are actually involved in the occult and they're actually fulfilling prophecy from the garden. They, they can't, they, they don't believe that. But see, uh, all religion is started out of fear, all of it, all real, re- I mean, religion is like Pharisee religion. uh, Yeah. Okay. Not true religion, which is to take care of the widow and the orphan, but religion, religious ideas, they're started out of fear. It's just like, you know, um, okay. For instance, Islam, Islam was started from fear. It was all started out of fear and it's ruled by fear. 
If you think about it, Islam began in fear. It began not just when Sarah took Hagar as her her slave, but it began when Abraham was afraid they would kill him to take his wife away from him. And so Pharaoh took Sarah and took her into his harem. And remember the Lord, uh, the Lord more or less just <laughs> went through his house like a whirlwind and oh, made yeah. her go. Well, yeah. then he gave Hagar to Sarah as a slave. And Hagar, then Sarah got afraid. Abraham wasn't going to be uh, be able to fulfill his destiny uh, as a father of many nations. So he gave him, uh, she gave him Hagar to have Ishmael. And through Ishmael, it all came about from Islam and all of this kind of thing. And so uh, it began in fear. The whole religion began in fear. Isaac began in a promise, but Hagar's and and Islam began in fear, and it's ruled by fear. And if you don't follow them, uh, they will kill you. That's the way it works. It's all out of fear. Everything's out of fear. And all religion begins that way. Now, there is people say, well, can can uh, what about Islam? Can Islamic people be saved? Absolutely. Remember Ishmael and Isaac. Uh, made up remember they came yeah, to they, at the father's uh, death or at something, the right? yeah, the, yeah they joined hands in other words ishmael could come back to the promised child and end up born again yeah but we he, never we never thought think of that that is there uh, yeah right it's, and it's, it's prophetic is what it yeah. is yeah. yeah it's it's prophetic that all islamic people because it's a religion of fear and death and all of it can come to to Jesus, which so, is the seed of Isaac. Let me co- come back to this, where you said all the governments of this world, pretty much, I think you might have even mean, meant all of them. And up until about a year and a half ago, I did not have any concept of how much the governments of the earth were into the occult. Into oh, this they are. Yeah. How would you, can you put a, a number? Can you put a percentage? Can you put okay. something that talks about that? Okay. Um, here, here is, here is what I, I see. Okay. Okay. What you're dealing with is, is the prophecy of Genesis three fifteen. Genesis three fifteen is a prophecy and, uh, it was a prophecy. The Lord gave himself, you know, he gave it himself. And if, if we, you know, if we could plan it, we could put the scripture up where they could see yeah. it. But Genesis three fifteen is a prophecy and it's a prophecy. The Lord gave now, here, here is the, here is the thing about it. Before I get into that, I want to say this. You've heard me say this over and over, that all denominations are actually revelations in their beginning. They're, they're, they're revelations. They're not denominations. What we know as denominations rules and all is religious fear trying to keep one revelation out of another revelation. Wow. Trying to keep people from graduating to the next one. Hmm. In other words, my, my point being is like this. The Catholic Church has a revelation, the crucifixion of Jesus. That was their revelation. That was their main revelation, the passion of the Christ. You know, when Mel Gibson did the movie, the wonderful movie, The Passion of the Christ, he's Catholic. And it, and it all came from, 
from Catholicism because that's what they studied. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And everyone that, anything you know about crucifixion, you really got it from them. It came from their revelation. Well, out of that revelation, the Lutheran revelation came. Martin Luther discovered that he couldn't pay for his own sin because they based their everything in suffering, 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 suffering. So it naturally went to you have to pay for your own sin. And so they do penance instead of repentance. And Martin Luther figured out he couldn't do that. He wasn't good enough to pay for his sin. So he heard the Holy Ghost say the just will live by faith. And so that was added to the passion. Then out of that, and so the Catholics denominated it up. And notice this. If you went the Lutheran way at a certain time, they'd kill you. Yeah, you it was lose your life for that because it's religion is born out of fear. And so from the Lutherans, then it pointed toward two boys. Wesley got hold of sanctification and holiness. And so they came out of the meth uh, and started Methodism. Yeah, and so the Lutheran had a big denomination to keep them out of the revelation. So nobody would leave. And so you've got these revelations. And each one of those, not only did they encapsulate their specific views, but then they had, then they had errors. Every one of them had a set of errors. Yeah. All based to keep you to the, from the next. For instance, the, 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 the denomination I grew up in was seventh day Adventist. And I left that when I was 25 years old, I'm 67. But the, their revelation was rest in the Lord and, mm-hmm. and remember the Sabbath day. So that was fine to keep a Sabbath, but they made it into, this is the error part. You can't go to heaven if you don't keep the Sabbath. See, you can't even all, get there, yeah. See, all that's fear. Yeah. You can see it's fear, and it strikes fear into somebody. Mm-hmm. It does. I, remember a, I remember a Church of Christ man was talking to, um, in that denomination, was talking to a friend of mine who's a Pentecostal. He said, he said, they were talking about heaven one morning, riding to work together. And my friend said, oh, heaven's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be so good. And the Church of Christ man looked at him and said, it is going to be wonderful, Don. It's too bad you're not going to be there. <laughs> no, that's, that was it. That was what I grew up in. And so it, it doesn't mean the basic revelation is wrong. Yeah. It means Satan comes in with fear. And starts a religion to keep you from the next revelation, the next revelation. And God intended on everybody to be a full gospel by the time we got to this day. Now, I'm saying all that for a reason. And people hear me say this a lot, and I don't know if they get tired of it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, it's good. So sanctification and holiness was the next revelation. So they should have, at this point, had a revelation of the passion of the Christ, just to live by faith, sanctification and holiness. And then out of that came the Pentecostal. Out of the Pentecostal, nine gifts of the Spirit, baptism and the Holy Ghost. And that should have all been together now at this time. Then out of that, we had uh, something all at once. People like, now that we knew there was power and we knew the blood, the power and the blood, we knew all this, whole, we knew holiness. Then suddenly, out of the nine gifts of the Spirit, Brother Hagen comes on the scene. People like that, 
E.W. Kenyon starts talking about authority, the authority of the believer and the power you have. Put the word in your heart. Speak it out of your mouth. And word of faith, revelation came. And then you have the prophetic revelation of the prophets. Well, if you take each revelation as a piece of the armor and snap it on one body of Christ, one body, because we're all body. And you snap it on the body of Christ when it comes down to the last, you know, out of Ephesians six, when it comes down to the last piece of armor, it's the one mentioned in two parts, the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, the sword of the sword, the word of faith, the sword, the word of God of the prophetic, the spirit. And those two are supposed to be together and holding the blade right now. See, and so that we're suited up, all other revelations were defensive armor, and now we're supposed to be with the offensive weapon and ready for war. And people have never, you know, they've never went to these two hands, and yet they want to be on the front lines. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, because they find themselves ripping their helmet off, trying to beat the enemy in the head with it and try to fight them with their boots and everything else. And so it's effective to a point, but it'll never stand up to the front line. Well, Robin, are you are you painting a picture that when we, you know, all come into the unity of faith, as it talks about, is, is the goal on this side of the earth to finally get all of us, we embrace the Wesleyan part, we embrace the... Uh, whatever, all of the the Lutheran part, the just shall live by faith. We embrace the word of faith, the Kenneth. We and one man, you and me and my and our sisters and brothers all have the same overall understandings. Or do we just continue with our own parts? I mean, what, well, well, let me ask you a question. Okay, uh, if you know, I think it's was it Jesse Duplantis that said they asked him, "Are you Methodist?" He said, "Yeah." What do they believe? And they told him, he said, well, I believe that, so I'm Methodist. Well, I'll ask you something. Uh, do you believe the passion of the Christ, what he paid yeah. for? The yeah. Then you're Catholic, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. So that that's, I guess I'm Catholic. Well, do you believe in, in uh, the just will live by faith? Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Well, I'm so, Lutheran. Lutheran. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you yeah. believe in sanctification and holiness? Yeah, I do. Well, then I must be Methodist. Yeah, I'm Methodist. Okay, do you believe in the nine gifts of the Spirit, baptism in the Holy Ghost and all that? Yes, then I'm Pentecostal. Do you believe in putting the Word of God in your heart, speaking it out of your mouth, and you can have what you say according to Mark 11, 23, 24? Yes, then I'm Word of Faith. Do you believe in the prophecy and prophetic and prophets? Yes, then you're you're in the Spirit. So are you uh, is, are you all these things? Yes, I'm one man. I stand these revelations. Now, a lot of the combinations of fear, I'm not going to partake of, but I will stand in the revelation. And so that, even that whole, the Catholic part with, you know, you've got the passion of the Christ and then you have confess your sins to one another. Now they made it to only one man, the Pope or the father or the priest, but the Bible does say confess your sins. They got confession down uh, in my view, they kind of got it down. Now they misuse it because if you go right back out and do on purpose, do what you just confessed because you can confess it again, you, you've got a wrong teaching about it. But at least they understand confess your sins one to another. I don't know. Those are 
Those are my well, thoughts too. And see, I went into that because I want to come back to that in a minute. I jumped okay. the gun on that. I shouldn't have went into this yet, but I'm okay. here now. So I'm, I'm <laughs> going to have to go. Okay. <laughs> now, I mean, I was going to tell it. I just, okay. okay now watch this. Um, but it'll all work out good. Just a minute. Yeah, it's gonna you be know, good. the yeah. Holy ghost, uh, he, he'll, he knows how to fix this stuff. Yeah. Now, um, see the governments of the world. That's where we started talking about. Yeah. And you'll know why I said all that in just a moment. The governments of the world, they, uh, people have a hard time believing they're in the occult. They, they have a hard time believing that a lot of the governments are in the occult. As a matter of fact, a, a big part of them. And, and those that are in the occult are major influencers. They're, they're major influencers. See, like a lot of people didn't think that Russia, you know, Karl Marx was, uh, he's a communist. He didn't even believe in God. Karl Marx was a Satanist. He wasn't a communist. Communism was invented by by them to mask any religion so that Satanism could rule. Oh, really? That's all about. That's huge. Now, I didn't know that. Yeah, even his family married in the occult. I mean, they married in the occult. Man, you do research on that, and you find out real quick there's more to this guy than you know. And, of course, Hitler was in the occult. You know, that's why he wanted the Ark of the Covenant. That's why he tried to create a hybrid race. That's why he tried to do all of this. But they're all operating on one revelation, one prophecy, and they knew it. Now, in Genesis 3.15, when the Lord came to Adam, when he sinned, and he comes to Adam and he says, uh, and he's He's pronouncing or, or announcing what they've done, what's coming for what they've done. He says this. He said, the seed of the woman, he looks at the serpent. The Lord God tells the serpent, the seed of the woman is coming and will bruise your head. Her seed, I'll put war between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. And her seed will bruise your head and you'll bruise his heel. Now, he's speaking of the virgin birth and the crucifixion. Because the woman don't have a seed. He's talking about Jesus coming to step on the enemy's head. Okay, but here's another part of that, that prophecy that Christians just read over. He said, between her seed and your seed. See, that does not, that is absolutely never addressed in any Christian no. church anywhere at any time. Yeah, that's right. Is, I want to look at there, Oh, there it is. That great. Great, man, that's awesome. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and that's war, between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and he, shall, her seed, shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. But now notice the Lord gave this prophecy. Now this came right out of the mouth of the Lord himself. So think about it. Now you talk about a sure prophecy. And notice this, Steve, he spoke of the seed of the serpent. And the way he spoke of it was as if everyone standing there knew what he was talking about. And that's what's amazing. It was as if everyone there knew what he was talking about. He didn't have to explain it. He didn't no, have to he, say he, anything he, about it. He said it, and he didn't care what a denomination thought about it either. He told, he told, so the serpent 
was there. Satan was there. Adam was there. His wife was there. Everybody listening understood the seed of the serpent. He didn't have to explain anything. So when, when you understand this, you'll understand where governments are. Now, <clears throat> I know, I know, brother, I know it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. Well, I was, you know, some people are going to say, um, so we know what you're talking about, uh, Robin, you're talking about the Nephilim. That's what some will say. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, may, maybe so, some, some, Okay. but uh, I know this is going to sound really, really different, but nef the Nephilim and things like that are a very small part of what I'm talking about. Okay. They were a part of it, but people emphasize Satan will hang you up on a Nephilim. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He'll hang you up on one, man. There's people can't get off the head of a Nephilim. I mean, they're just, and, 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 and they're real. And it's not that it's not true. It's just don't get hung up there. See what what they're a part of. What what was going on with them? Why did they come into being? And what was ahead of them? What was the purpose of this? And you'll see a much bigger picture. See, it was in that prophecy. Because in the world before Adam, there was a world before Adam ever existed. And if 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 politicians that are tuned into the Holy Ghost will listen to what I'm telling you right now, you'll understand the fight you're in. Because, Steve, if this was just a political fight, we would have already been over it, past it, gone. We'd have already been finished. We'd have already won this thing. And we have won it. We just, we would have already been, we'd have already seen it. But it's more than political. Political arena, the political realm is a realm it's only a realm that is fought over because it controls men. That's all. It's in that realm is where demons and, and forces like angelic forces come to fight. The yeah, Prince yeah. of Tyrus in Ezekiel 28, all that story. And remember, uh, Gabriel told Daniel, said, I came the first day you prayed. Mm -hmm. I had fight. It was all a political fight. The Prince of Persia, Prince of Grecia. It's always in the political because it controls men and their futures. And Satan wants their destiny within his hand. Now, before Adam was created, uh, there was uh, four classes of being. There was God, there were angels, animals, and the plant life. There were four. And, and the way God, the way the earth is set up is not exactly it's different than, than the heavens or where God is, I should say, because it involves flesh and blood, yeah, flesh, yeah. blood, dirt world. In this world, um, it's, it's done by frequencies, sounds. Um, it's just like everything has a frequency to it. The chair you're sitting in has a frequency to it because it's made up of matter it's made up of molecules, and that desk behind you has a frequency. Now, it's not alive. You're not going to come in there tomorrow and have baby desk everywhere. Well, although, but some people will say if you really could see what's going on, there's all of these electrons, even in the wood, I think. Oh, the, it is. Yeah, so right. It, there's a sense of aliveness that we don't tap into. Yeah, but it's not alive like they're going to reproduce. 
Yeah. You right. know, you're not going to come in tomorrow and find four baby desks behind you yeah. somewhere. You know, it's just <laughs> not That's definitely not going to happen. But uh, science has discovered that, you know, in the electrons and all, that actually it looks like a wave form until someone looks at it. Yeah. And they, they notice when they look, it turns into a dot. In other words, it knew you looked. Yeah. And so, and so in this realm of matter, it's different than just the spirit realm because it involves two kinds of things, a spirit in dirt. So in frequencies is the way God prepared the earth for everything that would be. See, like that desk behind you has a frequency. If you could match that frequency, you could you could pick it up off the ground without touching it. And so this is how you see uh, sometimes demonic forces will manipulate something and make people think they're supernatural. So you're, you're saying if you could match the frequency of the thing behind me right. with a projected sound with this same right. exact frequency. If you knew what like the frequency was, right. yeah. Yeah. then you lift it. Yeah, and, and that's how the the that's probably how the great pyramids were built. That's how Noah built the ark, lifting those giant timbers with nothing else. He probably yeah. with sound. Well, um, I said all that to say this, and I'm going to say some heavy stuff now. Yeah, but it's time to get heavy if we're going to win. Yeah. Before Adam was created. Everything that exists once existed inside God. Mm. You know, he's the most high. If he looks up, there's nothing there. He's as high as you go. And so people want to say, where did God come from? Where did God come from? And they don't even remember being born. They don't even know what it's like to be born. And so they can't even understand uh, there is no beginning to him and no ending. They can't fathom it because they can't even fathom leaving the world of the spirit, entering a womb and becoming flesh. They, they don't even know how that works. And so out in, when God got ready to create all of this, Isaiah 40 talks about how he created it and how he, he, he weighed the water in the palm of his hand and how he meted out the heavens with a span. And the Hebrew says a nine inch span from right here to right here. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So it shows you the sides of God's, God's hand. My span is right at nine inches from here to here. And his is nine inches. So that's about the size of his hand. And so he did it all in the palm of his hand. And that's where we get the song. Uh, he has the whole world in his hand. Mm-hmm. So he is out of Isaiah 40. So he, he meted out this. He weighed the mountains in little scales and the hills in a balance. The nations were as a drop of dust in the buckets, the bottom of the buckets, all this stuff. And it says he created it to be inhabited. He didn't create it in vain. Isaiah 45 tells us he created it to be inhabited. So when he made the worlds, uh, Job says when he did this, that the angelic forces shouted for joy when he laid the foundations of the earth. They shouted. Now, they didn't shout because it excited them so. It did, but they shouted because he used the frequencies and the, and the, 
to matter begin to move and things begin to shift in the earth and he would shout. And you notice when he returns, he returns with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. He does it with frequencies and it rearranges the, the earth and the dead rise. Jeez. And it brings all of the dust that has been separated of men's bodies. It brings them back together and Jeez. calls them up and it's all in frequency. Well, to do this in those days, there was a metal canopy and the rabbis know about this. They've known about it thousands of years. There was a metallic canopy that went around the earth. Oh, really? And metallic. I, I'd heard about the yeah. firmament. Is this the firmament or is it? No, it's well, no, it's called uh it was, they called it a crystalline canopy. Okay. Okay. And that's thin metallic plates. Okay. They were also known, they're known also, we would probably call them the windows of heaven. And so they would, it surrounded the earth and it only let certain uh, ultraviolet rays and things like that into the planet and made the earth a paradise. And in those days, the sky would have been pink, not blue, really? because that canopy was still there. And you'll see remnants of it in the evening now. Sometimes part of the sky will still be pink, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and so it made it a paradise. Well, uh, Lucifer was an angel that was anointed by God to do something very different than any other an angel. He was a cherub, so he had wings. And we can go by the temple and figure out that his wingspan was probably about 20 feet. And so, uh, and so what he would do, he, he didn't have a heart like you and I have. He had a tambourine built into his chest. His timbrels were built in him. And he had these pipes, these shofars, these horns that proceed mm. from his being. And he would walk up and down in what's known as the stones of fire in Ezekiel 28. He would walk up and down in these stones of fire. What the stones of fire are, are revelations of God. They're revelations of his mind and his thoughts. And they would flash up in these stones of fire. Amazing. And, he, and he would walk up and down in them. He's anointed now, remember. That's the difference. He was anointed to see revelation and to bring it to the earth. And so when God got ready to do something in the earth, he would bring this revelation up in the stones. Lucifer would take that revelation and lift himself up because of his beauty. And he would lift himself up to the center of the earth. And that tambourine would start beating with the rhythm of life, Jeez. the rhythm. And these frequencies would start sounding through his being. And he was a living instrument. And he would start singing this revelation he found in the stones of fire. And science says that if a sound hit those, that metal canopy, it would reverberate and carry all the way around the earth. It was a giant PA system that oh, would wow. go around the earth and everything in the earth could hear the song. And when they would hear the frequencies and the sounds, the earth would begin to adjust itself for what was coming. And God, and then he would come back and go up and down through the stones of fire. And the earth would, on a certain day, would get ready for the song of the Lord. 
and they would all, couldn't you see the creatures, whatever they were? They were in the animal class. And so they would be in, in the earth and, and they would get ready and all the angels would get ready to hear this song. And Lucifer would lift himself up and sing the song of the Lord. And so the day came when he was walking up and down in the midst of the stones of fire and he saw this bright revelation. And when he picked it up, it was a man. It was the revelation of God's family that would come. And it told everything he could do. It told everything he would be. It's, and, and when it did, and before he would sing the song, he went to the courtroom of Jehovah to protest earnestly wow. against this man. Because, see, his throne at that time sat on the mountain of Jericho. And Jericho is also in Hebrew known as the moon. And that's why they said Satan's throne sat on the moon. And so that's why you find in Isaiah, he said, I'll exalt my throne above the stars, above the heights. On the moon is where his throne sat on Jericho. And that's why Ezekiel 28 said, you'll be cast out of the holy mountain as profane. You won't be able to sit there anymore. Now, when he, when he found this revelation of the man, if they can put Psalm 8 up there, the eighth Psalm, yeah. you, we have a record of the court proceedings that happened in heaven when this took place. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. He, he, he finds the revelation and he sees it's this man and he sees the authority of this man. There was only four levels of authority, God, angels, animals, and plants. He didn't know there was a spot open between him and God. By the way, she's she's telling us that she does have that psalm ready. Okay. So whenever, whenever, yeah, just you whenever you want to put it up. He didn't know there was a spot open between him and God, and it filled him with violence. The scripture said he didn't like this at all. Said he was filled with rage and violence. And the eighth psalm is actually a record of this court proceeding. Wow. And, and the reason you know this is because Hebrews chapter 2 repeats the 8th Psalm. Oh, and wow. says, Emily, Emily, go ahead and throw that up there while he's... Yeah. And he says, in Hebrews 2, it says, this was an angel talking. Said a certain one protested, testified, which means earnestly protested. What was he protesting? All right, watch this. He comes into the court and he says, oh, Lord, see, it's all capitals. That's the name Yahweh. That's Jehovah. That's God in his system of government. He said, oh, Jehovah, our master, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Now, this is the way he opens the court proceeding. Then he says, who has set your glory above the heavens? Just keep uh, rolling the psalm now. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants are sucklings, the King James says. Notice now, this was in the Revelation. He's discovered babes. He's discovered what they can do. He knows they're going to nurse. He oh, knows wow. there's go that everything about them. He said, but out of the mouth of these babes and sucklings, 
thou hast ordained strength. Jesus quoted this in Matthew and said the word strength. Jesus used the word praise. So out of the mouth of of babes and sucklings or infants, you've ordained praise because of your enemies that you may steal the enemy and the avenger. He said, there's something in the mouth of a baby, one of these baby men. There's something in their mouth before, while they're still sucking the breast Mm. that they can release out of their mouth and stop any enemy. And stop a bad harvest. That's amazing. That's the word avenger. A bad harvest, a recompense. Said they can release it out of their mouth. Now you know why Satan has to kill infants in the womb. Because by the time they can suck the breast and cry, the first cry they give out of the womb can stop him in his tracks. And he knows it. So he's out to kill them. Now watch verse 3. He says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. Now, remember, the heavens are the work of his fingers, the moon and the stars he ordained. Here's the protest. Look at verse four. What is man? We don't know what a man is. What is this creature that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you would visit him? Said you made him a little lower than uh, the angels. But that word angels there is not the word for Michael and Gabriel. Hmm. It's the word Elohim. That's the word for God. Said you made him a little lower than you. Why did you, who is this creature? You crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. And we know a while ago, he said he made the sun and or the moon and stars and so forth, or the stars and all with his fingers. And he said, you gave him dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. Next verse, all sheep, oxen, even the beast of the field. He said, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. Watch this. The, that pass through the paths of the seas. This gives you insight to Lucifer. Lucifer was a scientist. He understood because he was used to shape and move the earth around. He knew what made the tides work. He knew there was jet streams, Steve, in the seas, the paths of the seas. He said men even have dominion over the jet streams. Then he says this, Next one. Oh, Lord, he closes the court case. Oh, Jehovah. Oh, Yahweh, our master. How excellent is your name in all the earth. So now he, he brings that protest to heaven. And I imagine about that time, other angels stood with their mouths open and their eyes big. They were probably looking, thinking, Who, what does Lucifer mean? challenging the great God of creation and even questioning his plans. And Robin, a quick clarification. When he says you've made him a little lower than Elohim, you've made him a little lower than yourself. Yes. By that protest, he's saying, and by definition, they're higher than I am. Yes. He's protesting that you've made them higher than I am. Right under you. Yeah. Right under you. See, he didn't, he thought he was right under him. Yeah. 
He's anointed. He can see revelation. He can sing the revelation. When he sings the frequencies and the revelation, the earth moves. He, he, I mean, he, he thinks he's top dog, man. And then suddenly he finds the revelation of the man. So he leaves the court of heaven and the day comes. Now the song of the man is in him, Steve. Remember that. He's already found the revelation. It is in him. He knows the rhythm it takes. This is really something. You, you, wow. you understand what I'm saying? He's well, a musician. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he's he knows the rhythm, but he doesn't have the power to change the, he, anything. It's only revelation to him. He so does. Yeah. He does have the power, but not in him. He's okay. anointed. Okay. The power's in the anointing to bring it to pass. For to bring his song, to adjust the earth for the song to happen. So he knows if he sings this song, that the earth will be ready for the man. Wow. It'll be ready for God to create the man if he sings. So the day came, Steve, it's time to sing it. So Lucifer knows the rhythm of the song. He knows the music of the song. He knows the lyrics of the song. And so the earth is prepared that day. Couldn't you see them? They're sitting out ready. The sweet song of the Lord is about to come. They have cities. Jeremiah 4 talks about there were cities before there was a man. That's crazy. There's, there's fruitful places. There's, wow. there's birds. There's all of this. The, the next step is God's family. And the earth is about to get ready for it. Because God is going to lay down in the earth and cast his own image. And so the earth is getting ready for everything that's about to happen. Can you, can you clarify one thing real quick on the cities that existed before? Yeah. Are these cities for the angels or are these cities being prepared for the man that's about to come? What, no, what I, I, I believe they were cities that were going to occupy. See, and what it means is, too, is that I believe that men were going to live there. Yeah. And, and, and there could have been. I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't angels on the earth because there was, because Lucifer was the top one here okay. and his throne was in the earth. It was on Jericho. And so uh, probably all the great pyramids were a part of his communication Gee. things. And, um, but maybe we can get into more of that when yeah. we know more, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we need to know this right now. Yeah. And it's good that it raises questions. Mm -hmm. But remember, we're talking about what, what part of the occult are governments involved in. Don't nobody forget that. Could it go back this far, Brother Robin? Absolutely, it goes back this far. Now, don't forget what we've been talking about. I know people say, ah, this is so heavy. Brother Robin, <laughs> this is crazy and all. It's good. It's fascinating, it's, Robin. It's about to get wilder. Yeah. Now, so he's ready. Remember, he already knows the beat of the music. He knows the rhythm of life that will happen. He knows the, the tune. He knows the words. He sees the song. All he's got to do is lift himself up, let the music start playing, and sing it. And when it hits that canopy, it's ready. And it'll start. So... 
Everybody's ready. All the creation's ready. They want to know what's next. There's cities, there's birds, there's all this. What's next? Isaiah 14, verse 12. Put that up on the screen. This is what was next. Okay. Whenever you have that ready, Isaiah verse 12, Isaiah the prophet asked the question. He's always asking questions. Isaiah is one of my favorite prophets of all time. He's always asking questions. And God talks to him like me and you are talking. That's it's amazing. amazing. He says this. He said, how are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? You see that, Lucifer? It means light bearer. And he calls him the son of the morning. Now, Jesus is called the bright and morning star. Here he's called son of the morning. So Lucifer is Jesus' personal angel. That's who he was. That's why a man rises or falls to his own master. That's why Satan had to do battle with Jesus himself on the Mount of Temptation. Because he was his angel. Oh, wow. And, and that's why, you know, Jesus, before his name was Jesus, his name was Word. You know, his, he's the Word. Mm -hmm. And his name was Word. And so that's why Lucifer was anointed to carry the Word and, and sing it. See, because Jesus, the Bible said all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, go back to the scripture again and watch this close. How art you cut down to the ground, or how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Nations. So this has to do with nations, Steve. He's talking about Lucifer. Watch this. For you have said in your heart, this the next lines is the song of the man. It was the song about the man. It was the song about the Lord's heritage to come. It was about his family. And Lucifer turned the lyrics to himself. When it came out of his mouth, it came out dark. He added five I wills to the lines of the man. Look at the song and you'll see what the man could do. He said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will be like the most high. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. He didn't say I'll be God. He said, I'll be his image and likeness. I'm going to occupy this position. He sung the song of the man about himself, and the anointing was on it. So he sung a song to turn an angel into a man. It sung a song to make a hybrid being. Oh, wow. And I've he sowed the seed into the earth, and the power was on it. And so he was going to try to make a hybrid being. And when he, why would he sow such a hybrid seed? Because Jesus said in Matthew 13 that angels are the reapers. So he sowed a seed. He figured he could reap. He could bring it to pass. 
and the anointing of God was used to, to prepare the earth for it. So he said, now go back to those scriptures again and watch this. Here's something people miss. Uh, back up a verse. <laughs> for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. See, man is made to sit together with the Lord in heavenly places. I will sit also upon the Mount of the congregation. It's all about the man sitting by the Lord. It's his son, his family. And so watch what he says. Uh, now, he said, I will sit also on the uh, Mount of the congregation. Um, back up one more verse. Okay, you did weaken the nations. We know it has to do with the nations. Come to the next verse. Just come on with me. I will exalt my throne. You see that throne? In these lines right here in the Hebrew text, this is what's revealed. I will have I will exalt my listen now back eyebrows, flesh hide covered. He's speaking about a man and he said, I want to be that. I want to do that. Wow. I mean, yeah, geez. I had no so, idea. So this is just like, okay, this is really hitting hard. Wow, Robin. Okay, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm just saying, wow. No, it's okay, brother. Yeah. It's okay. I know it's heavy. I know yeah. it is. But but see, so he sowed the seeds of a hybrid race to come. And when he did, now there, I'm, I imagine there's, there's uh, dark politicians watching this right now. Hmm. And they can't believe somebody's telling it. And uh, uh, because they watch you, don't think they don't. They want to hear what prophets are saying. Because uh, Satan don't know unless he hears a prophet reveal something that's coming. Uh, something in Revelation. That's amazing. Now watch this. Because Ephesians 3.10, I'll just throw this out there, says that demons and principalities and powers only know the manifold wisdom of God by hearing the church preach. That's the only way they know it. They got to hear the church preach it because they don't have any revelation. So now he's got this seed, this hybrid seed in the earth. And the earth wanted no part of it. The Bible said in Jeremiah 4, the birds ran away. It said the fruitful place became a wilderness. It said the cities were broken down at the presence of the Lord, all capitals, and by his fierce anger. It's talking about when the earth tried to make a way for this hybrid thing that he mm. sunk, it, it, it couldn't do it. And it brought in a worldwide flood. And that's how you find it in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. There's a flood that happened. Because we know God didn't create it without form and void. Isaiah 45 says he didn't. He created it to be inhabited. So uh, what you see, uh, let me look at that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. Let's look at that with everybody. Watch this. It brings us up to this point, and we're going to really say something here. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, but the Hebrew always says heavens with an S, just like that scripture there, always says heavens. And the earth was, or that word was there, is actually the word became. 
The earth became without form and void. It wasn't created that way. But look at this. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the fa- upon the face of the waters. Darkness is ignorant death. Ignorant death. Now, see, you know God didn't create anything with ignorant death. And it was ignorant death moving upon the face of the abyss. Right there is where hell was created. Open the face of the abyss. And the Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, was moving over the face of the waters, but that's the word for death-filled, seed-filled, semen-filled waters. It was just floating, dormant, dead. And it said when he did this, the next verse... And the Lord, and God said, let there be light, or the Hebrew says, he said, light be, light was. Next verse, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. We might as well finish verse 5. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So when he walked out on the edge of darkness that day, He was looking at a war zone. He wasn't looking at what he created. He was looking at a war zone that had happened. Now, he tells Adam when he creates Adam. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, and 28. Probably 28, maybe something like that. Okay, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Uh, fill the earth, but the uh, the King James says replenish the earth, mm. replenish yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That means it had been plenished one time. Mm-hmm. Now replenish it, but watch this, Steve, and subdue it. Subdue it. He said, put it under your feet. Make it subject to you. Make it su- uh, uh, subjugated to your to your dominion and your domain. And he said, and have dominion. Now, wait a minute. I thought, uh, yeah, see, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish, the sea, over the fowl, the air, wherever. Okay, wait a minute. I thought the earth was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it is perfect. So then what in the world is he having to subdue? What's going on that's going to have to be subdued here? What the Lord was telling him was, was all these seeds that were floating in this water, all this semen filled, and and the seed of the serpent is in there somewhere. And if there was, if there was Neanderthals and all of that, that science kind of somehow got this if, it's a big if with a giant I, remember that. If, 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 if it was ever there. Surely it was Lucifer's first attempt to bring a hybrid race into being. Surely. And people uh, say, well, there's a missing link. Well, I can tell you why. It's because it's missing. It's, it's, there's no connection between Adam and that world. Other than this, he said, when, when my light, in other words, hits this earth again, all those seeds that are laying there are going to start growing. And when it hits... Adam, you're going to have to subdue any rebellious seed that you see coming up. And there is one coming that you must put under your feet. And it's the seed of the serpent. 
It's that hybrid seed. Now, watch this. When did it become the seed of the serpent? That day. When the serpent spoke to the woman. And Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, he starts talking to the woman. Now watch this. The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. He was more cunning or subtle than any beast of the field, which the look, Lord, all capitals, God in his system of government, which the Lord God had made and said unto the woman, the serpent did, yea, hath Elohim said, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Look at verse two. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Well, wait a minute. There's something wrong with all of that because it wasn't God who said it. It was the Lord God who said it. In other words, he's talking about a harvest will come if you sow the wrong seed. And here the serpent left the name Lord out of it. He left the court of heaven out of the whole thing. He left, he left any recompense. The woman, he never mentioned there's a recompense for a seed sown. Not one time. He never said Lord God, but yet Genesis 2, it was the Lord God said these things. It was the Lord God who said it. And just to, to clarify to those people that are, because I've heard this from you multiple times, but it's still a little bit hard to grasp. But what you're saying is when the scripture is translated accurately, yeah. the Lord God, Yes, it's meaning something specific. It's intended to mean yes. that it, this is the system of seed and harvest. That's right. It's the, okay. it's the government of God, which is also contains the redemptive power of God okay. because Jesus came through that very system, and Jesus' name means Jehovah saved. That's what it means. In other words, remember Jesus said, lest I fall to the ground and die like a seed. I can't come up and save everybody. And he's talking about this government. Hmm. Well, this serpent, see, the serpent was not Satan. The serpent's not Satan. The serpent is very singled out in this, in chapter three, saying he was more cunning. The serpent had more cunning. He was a cunning creature. And he was more cunning than any beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And so Satan went to the most cunning beast of the field, which was outside the garden. Hmm. The field was outside the garden. Satan couldn't get in the garden. That's a hedged in place. But the serpent could because he's, he's an animal. He could come there. And the serpent was the first Adam's Judas, the way Judas was the last Adam's Judas. They're the same. Each one had a Judas. The last Adam's Judas was Judas Ishkerot or Ishkariot, which means man from Kerot, which means he was from the Moabite side of the Jordan. He wasn't a Jew. He was from the field, in other words. Oh, interesting. And Can so you the, just clarify yeah. real quick on when you know when when the sin is when the sin was complete, Adam and Eve fell. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but just on yeah. this one point, um, is God saying, 
because you did this serpent, this you're going to be cursing on your belly. He was he was cursing the literal serpent and not Satan in that moment. Well, let me ask you this. Now, just stay with me a minute. Okay. Watch. Okay. Okay. Here, here it is. The serpent, if the serpent had have only been possessed, let's just say he had just been possessed. He didn't have yeah. any control over it. Yeah. It, then number one, it would have never mentioned how cunning he was. Right. Never. Okay. The second thing is if he had just been possessed, it wouldn't have been really, really fair for the Lord to have told the snake, you've had it because yeah. you, because if he was just possessed and used yeah. against his will, but that's not the case. It starts out to let you know he was the, he was more cunning. He thought for himself. And when he did, Satan met him in the field somewhere, just like Judas. And he talked to that serpent. And this is what he told him. I have this hybrid seed and this hybrid seed, the earth will have to bring it to pass, but I have to have a seed to do it with. And he said, if you, I will let you become that. I will give you this dominion and you will become a hybrid seed of a man. And now we know what the serpent was, was given in order to betray Adam. And that's what he did. And so, so the seed of the serpent, that's why the Lord, now we're back to Genesis three fifteen. put that on the screen. So when the serpent got through tempting the woman, because the man was not deceived, the scripture says in the new Testament, the man was not deceived. The woman was deceived. The man committed high treason. So God only knows what he was offered to do it. But the woman was deceived, but the serpent was, was to be given dominion and let his seed become a hybrid race. So he says this, here's the way the Lord answers after the fall. He said, here's the harvest. Back up one more verse. I want, I want to see this. I, I, this is the reason I wanted you to see it. Look at the word Lord and the Lord Yahweh Elohim, the court the name of God in the court. He said unto the serpent, because you have done this, you see how he's singling him out. Uh -huh. You are cursed above all the cattle. This is your harvest for what you've done. You're cursed above all the cattle and above every beast of the field. Up, upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Next verse, and I will put war between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. In other words, the court of heaven knew this seed was planted, and it, her seed, shall bruise your head, and you'll bruise his heel. So now the hybrid seed of the serpent, now it's determined where it's coming from. Okay. It's going to come through that serpent. So now the Nephilim and all of this stuff that people talk about in Genesis 6, all of that began first to be mutated seed, obviously mingling the seed of, of the serpent. 
And so this, these hybrid beings begin to come, and so on and so forth. They came before the flood. They came after the flood. Adam knew about these hybrid seeds, and I, the Lord won't even let me touch that right this minute because it, it would start us off somewhere else. Yeah. To stay focused, I've got to get us to here so we can at least stop today. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. So he he comes. So this happens before the flood. The flood happens. They all die. These giant men and, and women and creatures, they could climb these high mountains and survive. So the floods went above the mountains. They couldn't get away from it. All right. All of that seed, just like the first time. Remember, there was a flood when there tried to be an angelic seed mingled with a man. Well, they tried it again. It brought another flood. Every time it disrupts the earth and all the chaos starts. Remember that word, chaos. And it all starts, and it brought another flood. So after the flood of Noah, uh, Noah and the eight was the, was the ones pure left in the earth. They were saved. The animals were saved, uh, or so many of them. When the boat landed, now here's where it gets to where we are. And if we've got, I think we got 10 minutes. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Here's what happened. When that boat landed on Mount Arat, Look at Genesis 8, verse 20. We'll look at that. Now, now this is something people need to see. As soon as they came off the boat, Noah built an altar unto the Lord. See how that's written, Steve? Mm-hmm. He's sowing a seed. That's why it's written that way. It's so you can recognize he's offering into the, into the courts of heaven that there'll never be another flood. There's already been two. When, when angels try to mingle their seed with men through the seed of the serpent now. So, but now remember this. Now watch, he tried it again, brought a flood. So he offers this, and he took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings unto the Lord. Next verse. And the Lord, all capitals, smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more, watch this word, for man's, man's sake. An S has been added. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. In other words, there's not going to be another flood. He said, but this time it's going to happen through the collective man's. The governments are mentioned the first time right there. Oh, really? And and God is prophesying, telling that's where it'll arise the next time through government. Is this, I mean, I'm not 100% sure I understand. Is is this... So it's not one man's sake, but is this is it is it the same thing as saying for mankind's sake? It could be okay. because God. Remember when God releases a word, it's just like the day Jesus told Peter, "Get thee behind me, Satan." 
Okay, yeah. He's talking to Peter and Satan. But see, this is not only mean for mankind's sake. It does. But it also means the collective of man. The collective. You don't even find it written like this. It's until he starts talking about Noah don't want this to happen again. He said, the imagination of man's heart, there's the government. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I do. Anymore for man's sake, mankind, for the imagination of the collective heart is only evil. And Robin, um, define collective as a, as different from mankind. What do you mean by the collective? You're, like, you're saying that's the government? Is that like what you're gov- saying? Like, like governments. Government. Okay. And right after this, you'll find Nimrod comes into being. Okay. And okay. so from that, he builds this tower. This tower is pitched within and without. And the ancient writings say Nimrod's tower was pitched so it would be, get this, Steve, waterproof. So it would be waterproof. Why? Because he's starting the giant program again. They're Mm. still trying. It's still the same war. It's never changed. It's still the same war. And they're trying to bring in this hybrid seed that was sown. And so he builds this tower because he knows there's been two floods already. So he builds it above the highest mountain because he can see where the water went the last time. So his objective is, is to put that tower higher than that so that when he starts trying to create this hybrid race, if a flood comes, they just get in it or get above it and it can't affect them. So, so uh, of course they reap a harvest called Babel. It said the Lord came down to see all capitals and they got a harvest. Babel, that was their harvest for their seeds. Well, now watch this, and I'm going to have to shorten it now because we only got about six minutes. Here is the thing. When it got to the end, now watch this. Now you have have, um, this sickness that came in the earth. Everybody see my patch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that came about for? Well, now it's been discovered that that sickness, and I remember giving a prophetic word uh, to Fauci, and I called him by his name. I mean, out loud. The Lord just said his name and said, you ran your tongue down the throat of a bat. And he said, said, your forked tongue, and you have two fang holes of a bat in your tongue. And he said, you're not going, and you've spewed your poison out to kill my people. And so, well, I didn't know that then, but now all the reports are out now that all the enzymes in that sickness is the same enzymes in cobra venom. It's the same, very same enzymes in snake venom. The most important thing is in the serpent venom. And so all of a sudden, Steve, now watch this close. Governments uh, revoke the use of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which is really antivenom. It's really used. 
That's <laughs> yeah. That that came to light a few months ago, didn't it? Yeah. People started yeah. saying that it wasn't anti venom. No wonder they didn't want anyone to believe. That's right, uh, because and the only thing they sanctioned was that drug. If I say it right, remdesivir. Remdesivir, yeah, which yeah, is they own, was it, it killed fifty yeah. percent of the people that got it. Remdesivir because it it. it contains the same enzymes as cobra venom and crate snake venom. So now do you see what's happening? All of a sudden, the seed of the serpent is on the scene, and it comes on the scene, and it's infiltrating people's bodies in the seed of the serpent. And now you've got this guy they call the prophet, who's a false prophet, Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, and and he's the he's the prophet for the WEF World Economic Forum. Barack Obama praises him. Bill Gates praises him. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg praises him. They all call him the prophet. And you have you heard his message? Yeah, it's horrible. He you know he's practically claiming godhood himself. Yes. That, yeah, and and you know what a, he said? Go ahead. He said we are. He said all the God of the Bible. He always admits there's a God, and he admits it's the God of the Hebrew Bible. But he said the God of the Bible, all he managed to do was create organic life. He said that's as all he that managed. Was, as do. if that was yeah. some lower level. Yeah. Yeah. He said all he managed to do was that, and he said trees, tomatoes, giraffes. He said trees, tomatoes, giraffes, and humans. And he said, but. He said, but we are going to go beyond the God of the Bible. And he said, we're going to go out here and create inorganic life. And he said, in this inorganic life, but now, Steve, he's talking about this. He said, it's done three ways. And they showed a chip in the, in the brain of, an, of a child in the womb. Or he said, we're going to make cyborgs, half man, half machines, or we'll just create full AIs uh, and, and that has uh, all silicone bodies and non-carbon-based life. And then he starts talking about this. Now, that, now he's saying this. He said, if you do not get on board with what's coming, he said, if you don't get on board, he said, uh, it's going to be worse on you. He said, because they, they, will not uh, not regard you as a serf or a slave. So, in other words, the whole government's already been planned, and there will only be they and serfs and slaves. And he said, if not, you'll just simply see there wasn't but one option left. You'll just be eliminated. And then he talks about this. He said, the day will come when humans like us, you won't know them anymore. He said, we'll just simply pull down a screen and the, the movie will change. And he said, there'll be very few people like us, he said, left in the earth. And he keeps talking about this. And notice he says all the God of the Bible managed to do it. In other words, that's the spirit talking through him because he's a bozo, man. He He's just mm -hmm. a washed up professor. Yeah. Until that demon possessed him, he knew nothing. But he's their prophet. He's contacting the dark side, telling the technology what to do. And listen to the next statement he made. He said, there is an alien entity that has invaded our laboratories. 
And he said, we're, and it's, and we're going to be able to create this new life forms. Now, remember Satan's seed, his song. He said, I will have a back, eyebrows, and skin cover. Well, now they're talking about creating silicone bodies with hair on it and sweat glands with backs and eyebrows, AIs, because an angel can't possess a human. An angel has a body, but he can possess an AI. And the scripture says this, the day will come when the beast will, will erect an image of himself and set it in the temple Good of grief. God. And it said the false prophet will give the beast the power to speak and all who won't take his mark in their right hand or forehead, he'll cause them to die. Now, all, now watch, I'm not finishing. This is, I know I'm a minute over, but dear Lord, hear Go this. Ahead. Yeah. Now, Joe Biden or whoever is, is claiming he's him signs an executive order, and I've got the number of the order if I had it here in front of me. I, I have the number it happened and what it's talking about, where he signed uh, an executive order that has now giving funding and making the way for biocurrency. Biocurrency. Because he says there's a new world order coming. We have to lead it. And biocurrency, get this, Steve, is for one thing. He said one of the things, oh, it's for more than one thing, but one of the things it's for is to protect and maintain food security. Food security. This is the United States signed this executive order. That biocurrency, in other words, there's going to be something implanted in the body that will preserve food security, that you'll have to pay for it with something in your biological makeup. And, and all the G7 is in on it, all of them. All of them's in on it. Uh, um, Obama, who's running America right now from a basement somewhere, and that's not conspiracy. That uh, Susan Rice, yeah. yeah, Susan Rice uh, reports to him every morning, mm -hmm. uh, and and they get their marching orders. Who studied the book of Saul Alinsky that dedicated it to Lucifer? All of this is about bringing this one prophecy to pass, and that is the seed of the serpent has to have a way to come into the earth, and now the false prophet. They say they call him a prophet. So if he's a prophet, what is he doing, Steve? He's hearing from the dark world, and he's giving technology in the laboratories from information he's gaining from the dark world. And they're actually building back eyebrows and skin cover so that Lucifer can finally become a man. He wants his seed of the serpent. He will mingle that. And so now all of the jabs that they've used contain enzymes of a serpent. And Harari said this, he said, 2020 will become known as the year that men agreed to be surveyed under the skin. And he said this, 
he said um, they'll be uh, they agreed to be surveyed under the skin. And then he starts talking about this in one of his interviews. He said, filling the bodies with tiny little nanite robots, tiny little metal robots that know you better than you know yourself. Such evil, such evil. That's the seed of the serpent. That's what it is. And the government's, the governments, there are dark governments that begin following that prophecy from the time that happened. And they know they're doing it. They're called Baal worshipers. And they, 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 they're committed. They wear the hoods. They're committed. Uh, CERN is opening dimensions to bring the spirits over. That's why Shiva is there with the cobras under her arms or under its arms. And that's why it's built on the temple of Apollo, Revelation 9, that Apollo is the, Apollyon is the leader of the, of the spirits coming out of that pit. But, uh, Steve, this Robin, is where we are. Yeah, I was going to ask you this on on the the stuff people that took the jab. Okay, are you I'm, saying I'm, that that because you said they're going to put these little nanobots or whatever? No, he term, said that. Yeah, he said that. So my question is, I got have it. They I, succeeded in putting. I, I got it. I got okay. it. Let me tell you. Let okay, me tell you what. I, all I'm going to do is say this to the people with that took the jab. Okay. Are you ready for this? No. Put up Genesis. <laughs> I don't know if y'all. <laughs> I say, are you ready for this? And yeah. Steve said, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Okay, right. Genesis what? Put up Genesis 3.15 real quickly. This is it. Okay. I know I've said it before, but here we are. You ready? Okay. Genesis 3.15. For all those that took the jab. You ready for this? Yeah. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between the, between thy seed and her seed, and it, her seed, shall bruise your head and you'll bruise his heel. In other words, her seed's going to step on your head and you they will crush your head. Okay, come back to us now on the camera. You ready? Jesus is the seed of the woman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. But you yes. know what? We are his body. So we are the seed of the woman. And in this time when the seed of the serpent has been injected, released, everything it could be, we are now to stand on that verse and crush his head and render that thing helpless and null and void inside their bodies really good yeah of how course, about that why, why would i not be ready for that yeah that is something to be ready for that's awesome well yeah because it's the seed of the woman we're the seed of the woman we're the born again ones Very step good. on him <laughs> all those that took the jab ought to stand up don't focus on what they stuck in your body and but don't make that mistake twice right i know some people took one of them and said i ain't taking another one i ain't taking another one but i'm going to tell you something it took two and a booster to even seal what they wanted done. But here's what you do. Say, you know what, Lord, I repent of that. I, I ask you to forgive me of that. I'm the seed of the woman. I confess. And, if you know, anybody confesses Jesus Christ came in the flesh is born of God. A, a demon can't do that. Notice Harari can't do it. 
Yeah. He, yeah. he says there's one God. The Bible said demons know there's one and they tremble, but they can't confess Jesus come in the flesh. Harari says there's one God, the God of the Bible, but when they ask him about Jesus rising from the dead, he said that's fake news. He's mm -hmm. demon-possessed. He can't say that. But you, I don't care if you did take this jab at this time, you're the seed of the woman. Stand on that scripture. Watch what Jesus said in Mark uh, 16 in the Great Commission. He said, you shall take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, it won't wow. hurt you. Wow. And they said they put that sickness in the water yeah, all over. Yeah. So there you have it. He prophesied what that was coming. And so you can have hands laid on you and you shall recover. You can step on the head of the enemy because you're the seed of the woman. Take heart, my brother and sister. This is not yet. The beast has not taken power yet. Yes, Lord. But that's what's being set up for. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, that's, that's a lot. That's fantastic. That's a lot of one so that that is really, really good news. And I was, uh, as it turns out, I was more than ready to hear that because that is such good news. You know, I never took the jab. My family didn't, but I have one. Son, I have one son that did, and I know, yeah. and I know of a son-in-law that did, that did. And they, you know, at least the son-in-law said, "I'm never going to get another one. I got the one." So, but the good news is. And you just said it took two of the jabs plus a booster to even. Plus a booster. Well, why do you think they had to have two and a something to seal it? It's almost yeah, like taking yeah. epoxy and glue. You know, you take this epoxy glue, you take this chemical, that put it together, and then something happens. Yeah. They're useless without it. Yeah. It takes that other agent. And um, I'm going to tell you, uh, that's what's going on. Can, you can see that. So the. Yeah. You, but the point I want people to see is the governments that are involved know that prophecy. And they're, they cooperating, and they're cooperating with it on, on purpose. They're trying to bring it to pass on purpose yeah, yeah, yeah. because they serve that fallen being the way you serve the Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And you have to know, this is just my musings, but when I see that Noah, Uval Noah Harari, yeah. I don't know if his accent is German. It sounds German, but maybe it's a Jewish accent. I don't know. He's Israeli. Yeah. Israeli. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so I don't know that accent, but he's, he's about one of the most unappealing human beings to the eyes that anybody could, could look at. And, and he's, he's not, homosexual. You know that. He's that. And, and he has, and he's claiming ridiculous, stupid things uh, about that. We're going to go beyond God. There is nothing if you're halfway trying to walk with the Lord, you would not be drawn to this man. There's, yeah, but, the only reason you would be drawn to him is if demons themselves were were saying, you know, he, he wants to be worshipped. I think, but I don't. I don't know if he's claiming uh, that yet. You know. Well, remember this: that um, that the Bible says, if it's possible, they will. He will fool the. They will fool the very elect. Yeah. And and see. The, the scripture says that when the beast rises out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and so forth, it says that the false prophet tells everybody to worship the beast. Okay, yeah. It says, okay. worship the one who has a deadly wound and died and came back to life. So worship him. And so, and he, he also gives, now we know it's technological power to an, to an image a non-organic image that sits in the temple. This is, and, and all this sickness, and he said, 
That's what that sickness, and he called the name of it. He can call the name of it on YouTube, and they'll leave him on. If I play his video, they, they may shut me off. Yeah. So so here is the thing. He said that that it was that sickness that marked the time. In other words, that's when the seed of the serpent was put inside a person right there. That's when it happened. And so— well, I'm so glad that—I that, uh, mean— in one sense, we ended this about seven or eight minutes ago because you said, you know, yeah. that that scripture that you'll put you'll put enmity and you'll crush his head. That's basically yeah. it. That's, That's what he said. Really, really good, Robin. That's really, really good. You know, everyone now, understands that there's a time when the enemy will prevail on earth. This just isn't quite that time. I don't, I don't believe it's that time. Right. I don't believe it's that time yet. And maybe tomorrow I can say why. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. So let, for those of you watching, if we, I think, I'm sure you're still with us. Uh, Robin, an, an, an unusual blessing. We'll be back tomorrow as well. So we got you two days in a row. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's so good. Robin, tell people real quick how to get a hold of your uh Anything, tell them about your website or your YouTube. Yeah, just go to robindbullock.com. Just robindbullock.com. You can find out anything I have there. I would encourage everybody to get that book. Uh, you know, I don't write books unless the Lord says write them. Yeah. I'll leave one out there for years before I'll ever try to write another one yeah. or will ever finish another one. But go get that book, The Pool and the Portal. Get that book and let that start soaking in you. And uh, you'll see why once you get it. That's really, really good. I have that book. I got to get it read. It's not a long book at all. It's very short, but but uh, really encourage you all. That. Well, yeah. thank you, everybody. This Thanks for staying with us. I, I would say this went long, but it, it's never long when you're talking, Robin. So it, the time travels really fast. Time goes fast. But yeah. God bless you, Robin. Our, our you. love to your family. Krista, your daughter, which is on our program, or with Jeff a lot. We, we love her yeah. as well. God yeah. bless you and your whole family and staff. And we appreciate you. God bless you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time, 11 o'clock. See you later. Bye-bye. Shalom. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.